You're listening to Trade Secrets with Oliver and Denise. If you work for Microsoft, you can't share operational secrets with someone from Apple. Yeah, that's true. But in relationships, though, it's a little different. We should share the good, the bad, all of those types of things that help our relationships to grow. Yeah, you're right about that. And I feel like the information shared in these conversations will do just that. So let's dive into today's episode. Listen, um, I haven't said that in a few few weeks. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, because the last couple. I know I've been sick. And so I've always prefaced the beginning of the recording right. with, sorry if you hear me cough. Sorry if you hear me sniffle. <laughs> Still getting over it. But I'm good. I can say I'm good. All right. Well, hey, I, I love it. I Watch love it. Watch me start coughing. Yeah, that's okay. That's, listen, that's what the editing uh, situation is for, right? You're the so, boss editor. Yeah, we'll we'll do what we can. You've been making it hard on me. Let me just I know, can, I, can I just put it out there I'm for a second? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, we are um, we're joking, but let's 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 get into this because we have mm-hmm. the, we got to talk to this beautiful couple. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I I don't know if I've said it in the last. Yes, I have. Let's let's be real. I've said it in every episode. We have great guests. We do right? have great guests. So we have been blessed again. With a beautiful couple. Who do we have? Today we are talking with Nick and Adina Johnson. I hope I said that right. They are certified marriage coaches who help countless couples strengthen their marriages by sharing the keys to maintaining a successful marriage. And they've been doing this for almost two decades. Wow. I love it. Good stuff. And and um I've I've had the opportunity to Watch them on YouTube, mm-hmm. and we'll definitely, as we do with all our guests, allow them to give you, you know, the uh, the ways that they can connect. But first, thank you, thank you both for being here. We're so excited. Yes, thank you. Thank you this is going to be a good conversation because listen, we need the tools and tips. Yes, we do. Right to maintaining mm-hmm. a healthy relationship. So, listen before we dig into that, though. Before we dig into it, did I pronounce your name right? Is it Adina? Adina. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Yeah, because you know, listen, can can I be <laughs> honest with y'all for a second? <laughs> I, I have I have the terrible, I have to, and I didn't do it ahead of time, and I should have. <laughs> Normally, ahead of time, I will ask you before we start recording, mm-hmm. because I am good for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. watching people's names <laughs> and then i gotta apologize on the back end so we're glad we got it right we're glad we got it right Not hey we love it <laughs> listen there are so many things that you guys do right mm-hmm. as it relates to um helping couples and there's there's a background that we can talk about as it relates to uh psychology and counseling and coaching but we got to go back to the beginning <laughs> because yeah. we're suckers for a love story so we yeah. gotta know how did Nick and Adina meet? Origin story. Well, before we tell you the beginning <laughs> of this, I have to tell you, um, I had just finished college. Um, it was back in 95. And I moved to Cocoa, Florida because I moved to Daytona for two ye- five years for to get my degree. Mm-hmm. And then for two years, I moved to Cocoa. And I was praying. I said, Lord, send me the one you want me to have. 
So for seven years, I was dating, doing my thing out there. And I literally, Nick was, he's been off and he cleaned out some of the garage and we found the list that I wrote back in 95. Back in 95. We did a video about this. It's so funny because I felt like, have you read those uh, Chinese fortune cookies Mm -hmm. and everything ends with in bed, you know, when you play the game? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So this was, when I went through the list, I was so embarrassed because it was very telling but i felt like i kept saying me (laughs) (laughs) for me yeah yeah, it was all about me but after i prayed and wrote this list i looked at the list and i said lord are you going to send jesus back for me and and the holy spirit spoke to me and said if you want that type of man you have to be that type of woman yeah there it is Mm. yep they already dropped the trade secrets (laughs) (laughs) i bought splayed out on the ground like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I st- I prayed and I put the list down and I started working on me. Mm-hmm. And we met about, that was like the beginning, end of 95, beginning of 96. We met at the end of 96. End of 96. Mm-hmm. And I had already said I didn't want to move back to our hometown because there was nothing there for me. I had moved away for seven years and I moved back to Jacksonville where we live. I moved back. And no sooner than I moved back, I think a couple months later, we met. Yep, I got my talents in her. That's what I did. <laughs> I, um, I, met, I met her. Um, and, and as far as like the, the way that it happened, like that's the, that's the, 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 the front end as far as putting some context around some things. Um, I saw her and literally. Tell me where you saw me. Uh, I saw her at a nightclub. Okay. And I, I tell people this all the time. I was like, you know, what God got for you is for you. You know, even if before you really know him, mm-hmm. he can reach his hand Absolutely. back in time and put somebody in place for you. You know, that yep. even when you somewhere that ain't necessarily glorifying him. Yep. You know, yep. and, Absolutely. Um, I met him. I met her in a nightclub. And what happened is I saw her pass by and I said, excuse me. And literally that's what happened. She said, excuse me. And she turned around. And I don't know if you all or your listeners have uh, seen the movie uh, Wayne's World. Uh, mm-hmm. But there is this mm-hmm. portion inside the movie Wayne's World where um, he sees like his love interest and she turns around and it's in slow motion. It's like all these stars come, their hair whips around. <laughs> yeah. Like first stars playing in the background. And that's literally what happened to me. I saw like, oh man, I was like, this is probably the, this is the most beautiful person I think I've ever seen. And, um, so me never being one to be too shy, I, um, I had asked her for her number. Mm-hmm. And what happened is at that particular point, uh, she said, hey, I'm going to go do something. I'll give it to you later on. I'm like, listen, I was like, you ain't got to tell me twice. You don't want to deal with me. So <laughs> I went on my way. Right. So what happened is um, later on, you know, you know, kind of everything was wrapping up and I was standing in the parking lot and I saw her pass by in my head. Like, hey, that's the young lady who said that she would give you her number later on. Mm-hmm. And so I walked up to her again. I was like, hey, I was like, it's later on. And mm-hmm. she gave me her number. Now, granted. I gave him my beeper number. Yeah. she Yeah. Beeper number. Yeah. <laughs> now, this was still the 90s. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. But the interesting part of the story is that apparently when she tells me many years removed, she said, oh, that number was for somebody else. It was I just recycled. Couldn't, she's like, I couldn't <laughs> find him. <laughs> so I, I can't want to throw it away. And you was here. So I just gave it to you. I'm yeah. like, all right. So whatever. So, so I'm like, here, take my number, yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I think at that particular point, we like we were on the phone for a while talking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what happened is. Well, let me back up anytime because I was I still enjoy myself. I was a young lady. And I anytime I would talk to someone, I would ask them questions based on this list. I would say, have you been married? If they've mm-hmm. been married, not for me. And mm-hmm. I would talk to them anymore. It was over. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, do you have children? If they mm-hmm. had said they had children, not my guy. And I would just keep it moving. I didn't waste any time 
with anyone talking to anyone or playing any games if it wasn't in line with what I asked God for. Mm-hmm. And, I, and as I, in our conversations, I think you started to vet me on this list over like some days. And, you know, what I found is that I felt like, you know, I was getting placed in the friend zone. I was like, <laughs> you know, it was just kind of like, all right. I was like, you know, I like, you know, I got my boys I can talk to on the phone. I was like, it was kind of, you know, where we going with this? And then she had kind of do some stuff out about how I was a little too young and everything else. And I was like, you know, I was like, I ain't finna go down this road. Right. I was like, um, <laughs> so literally, um, we stopped, I stopped talking to her on the phone. and uh, He ghosted me, y'all. Yeah. And, right. so, and I was the ghost queen, but he ghosted me. Yeah. <laughs> what happened is that, I don't remember exactly what the time frame was, um, but she she, I think I had a beeper to it up. To yeah, I realized it. I hadn't talked to him in a minute. Yeah, and she she um, paged me, and I was like, oh, I knew the number, who it was. So, you know, I had to call back, I like, I didn't know who it was. <laughs> so I called her back, I'm like, hey, um, you know, who is this? You know, somebody paid you Nick. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, you know. So, and, and from that particular point, you know, that's when we really started, like, okay. Um, it kind of shifted gears a little bit, the conversation as far as, like, I kind of felt like I was exiting that friend zone. And uh, going into uh, something that I was like, okay, you know, long term costs. I I wish I had, you know, a list and had that much foresight that she did as far as who I want to meet and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I just want a pretty. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, I, a, I, you know. that's 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 a major factor for us guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we are visual. Yeah, we 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 can't ignore that. I mean, you know, there there are definitely some follow up things that we learn we we need to in, incorporate in some elements we need to have. But hey, the that 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 sight thing, man, is is crucial. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. um before I before we continue with the story though, I don't want to gloss over something. There is something to be said for writing the vision. Yes. Yep. And yeah. and having, like you said, Nick, the foresight to do that. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I'll be honest, I I didn't do that. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> you know, and so for those of you that are listening that may be single, it is two things. Um that Adina said, one, writing down mm-hmm. what it is, writing out the vision, right? Mm-hmm. The second thing is that um, just through prayer and just the, you know, the back and forth that that you were having, Adina, you were led to incorporate those elements mm-hmm. or build those elements within yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's something we always say, you cannot demand something you have not first developed. Right. So for those of you who are listening, you heard Adina say that mm-hmm. she wrote the vision and then had that realization that, hey, I got to be those things, too. Yeah. Right. Or at least I got to be actively working on, on being myself. those things. Yeah. Right. I love it. I love it. That is, um, you know, they started dropping trade seekers from Already. Jump, you know what I mean? So we didn't <laughs> have to ask. <laughs> so listen, from the time that that second page where. Mm-hmm. She paged you, and now you guys are kind of actively talking. From that mm-hmm. point to, man, this this we getting married. Like, what's that time frame? You know, I'm about to hit. I'm about to hit y'all with something. I don't <laughs> even know if she has realized this. First oh, of I all, I remember. Okay, go ahead. I know. No, I'm gonna say right now, today is on that second page when we became official. Was today, December sixth. 1996. Wow. So that's that happened. So um, I didn't remember that. You're right. She did. Wow. <laughs> so, it, so from that page, it's been 24 years, and um, I think I've earned a 24 year kiss. There Aww. it is. <laughs> and, um, from that particular point, uh, from there, we got married um, March of 2000. Okay. So it was um, a little over three years. Okay. Before we got married. Now, granted, before that, I knew 
that I wanted to ask her to marry me. I, I knew that. Um, but it was it was in we did not necessarily have the same time frame no. in that. Um, mm-hmm. I remember she had a cousin, um, I'm bless her soul, she's passed now. But um, I remember having a conversation with her. I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to ask her. I was like, I just feel like I ain't where I need to be yet. He was moving too slow for me, y'all. I was ready to step <laughs> yeah. Because I had already talked to God and God said that was the person. He, he was the guy that he had sent for me. But what I did at that point, I said, well, Lord, if you sent me this person, then I need to follow your whole word. Mm-hmm. I can't continue to be in sin and doing things that's contrary to your word. So I need mm. to follow the whole Bible. And at the time he was 21 and it was so crazy because I, I came to him and I said, okay, we need to stop a physical relationship <clears throat> and we need, I need to be abstinent. And I, I need to live for God. <clears throat> yeah. And I knew I, I, at that particular point, um, I didn't want to be a hypocrite. Okay. So I knew of God, my mama, I understood who he was. Mm-hmm. I did not necessarily have that personal relationship because I felt as though I was not right. And in hindsight, you don't come to God once you're right. Right. God, mm-hmm. get right. You yes. know? Um, mm-hmm. So what happened is, is that um, she had gone out of town and she came back. And somehow I knew when she came back, like, I got something to tell you. I was like, <laughs> she's finna tell me that um we have to halt ain't no more good and plenty yeah and uh and now she comes mm-hmm. like like um I, she's like i can't play with god mm. she was like i can't do it and in that particular point i had to make my mind like listen i was like if i say that i have feelings for this person well i am want to spend the rest of my life mm-hmm. this is the first sacrifice i have to be willing to make okay i have to be okay with stopping that yeah like and if i can't do that I don't know what kind of husband I can be mm. to her. That's deep. So I, was like, mm-hmm. I was like, all right. So we wrote it out. And I think it was probably like a 18 months. Whew, I was going to say a year and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of cold months. showers. Lot of cold showers. <laughs> you know, but it was like 18 months, you know, because we wanted to be, you know, like, um, and at that particular point, mm-hmm. I started to try to increase my, you know, gain a better relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted, I understood that, you know, um, that was ultimately, you know, the covenant of marriage is with God. I was like, and yeah. I need to understand him so I can understand how to be a better husband. I love it. Can, can we stay there just for a second? Just for <clears> those <throat> that might be listening that are that are not married, but are in a relationship and may be toying with the idea that that is something that needs to happen, mm-hmm. that they need to halt mm-hmm. or they need to wait until that time. Just give us, because for everybody it's different, right? And sometimes what the mistake we make is mm-hmm. that we give folk these high and mighty formulas that we can probably accomplish now, but that wasn't really how we actually did it. Right. right? Nick said a lot of cold showers, like we, some practical stuff that we can pull out of this, right. That you can share with those that might be listening to encourage them to make that move and then give them one or two practical trade secrets on how to go about working to accomplish that. It was difficult because I initially felt like, oh, we can still travel together. Mm-hmm. So we had to stop. We could mm. not. We would travel together, but we would know, okay, we have to have double beds. You cannot. We cannot pass that threshold. We cannot go there. Mm-hmm. Um, when we bought our house, because we bought our house in January and didn't get married until March. Okay. I spent the night. I had a 10 o'clock curfew because I was. I moved in with my mom so we can buy our house mm-hmm. together. He moved into our house that we, our home that we had purchased. And our pastor at the time said, Hey, I can marry y'all in the living room. And I said, no, I can, I can wait. 
I've waited this long. I can wait another six weeks. So I, the first night I actually spent in our home was our wedding night. Beautiful. Mm. I yeah. went home every night to my mom's house and it was not easy because I had a 10 o'clock curfew and it was just, you know, I was 27 at the time. I had already lived away for seven years and to have a 10 o'clock curfew, but we just had to be very intentional about continuing that path mm-hmm. and not, you know, stepping out of that and not, you know, if we said we're going to abstain, we had to honor our commitment to God. Yeah. 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 You can't toy with it as far as like Adina said. Um, it was like, I mean, literally I would, you know, before that time I had my own apartment, but it's like Adina had her own apartment as well. I used to be up there all the time. I used to spend nights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know I was like, I can't spend a night with you no more. I was like, cause I know what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, so I, right. I can't put ourselves in that situation. Yeah. And one other thing that, you know, we have to think about at times when you have a physical relationship, it can cloud your judgment. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so what happened is that you may be preparing to marry someone who might not be for you mm-hmm. for wow. the duration, but just getting clouded because the physical relationship could be right. so to the point where you're like, you know what? I don't even care about that. This is so good. Yeah. I mean, no. So what happens is that you need to remove that physical aspect from it so that you can think clearly yeah. and understand, mm-hmm. okay, going in, that the blinders are off that you can see all the warts that the person might have yeah. going in. You need to step away from that physical aspect. And my prayer go. was, God, if he's not the one, remove him. Mm-hmm. Get him out of my way because I do not want to block my blessing. I do not want to block what you have for me. And based on the list, I felt like that he was the one that God was sending because he was everything I asked God for. The only thing he missed on that list, he was not formally educated. He did not have his college degree at the time. And mm-hmm. I had wanted someone that was educated. Mm-hmm. And that was the only thing. But after we got married, he came to me and said, hey, guess what? I'm going to get my I'm going to go to school for my my bachelor's. And I'm like, yeah, and, and one thing I was I, over it. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> and one thing I do want to say do is you. that <laughs> I don't know when I became aware of this list, mm-hmm. but I know for like I maybe I didn't. We had been dating for a while before I even like really knew about the list. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I physically saw the list. Or I don't know when. I think I was like, did you really write a list? Right. And I think maybe like, she found it somewhere mm-hmm. or something. But um, it's not that well, I went. because I tucked it away. I didn't. Yeah. It's not that I went through her list like, oh, well, I got to be six foot two. I better stretch myself. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll try to go through doing those things. Yeah. It's just that, you know, she <laughs> expressed her desires to God. Mm-hmm. God. Worked met it out. And worked it out. Yeah. And she submitted it to God. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. And and I love something that you said about about the waiting period. Um, there there is what I pulled out of what you guys said is that there is a level of intentionality. Yes. Right. Because often. Be right. Because often we want something, but we don't want to actually dig in. Yeah. To get it done. Steps right. Up. So I can't be like, yeah, you know, we can't sleep together, but, you know, I, I must I'm going to just lay in the bed with you. I'm right. going to stay the night. Yeah. Knowing that, OK, I, that's not where my strength lies. Right. Right. And so just being intentional about doing that and, you know, saying, hey, you know what? I can't spend the night. Mm-hmm. I'm going back home to my mom's house or whatever, you know, whatever it is that you have to do for those that are listening that may be in that situation. There is a level of intentionality and there is a there's an element of work that you're going to have to do yeah. right that mm-hmm. that um has to be in alignment with your goals and desires yeah i like it mm-hmm. i like it so you know obviously we want to talk about what you do with couples but i got one more question as it relates hey. to the love story Bring it. Bring it. okay so you bought you buy the house you buy the house before you get married you still honor your commitment to uh, to wait. 
What was year one of marriage like? Mm-hmm. Um, year one for us, um, we had a referee the first year of our marriage. Okay. And this is why I say um, year one for us is that, you know, depending on where you are, um, you may or may not do um, premarital counseling, mm-hmm. you know. And then even if you do premarital counseling, that comes in a lot of different flavors. You yeah. know, some people have, you know, very, um, you know, high level. Well, hey, you know, here's some verses in the Bible about marriage here. Go ahead, you know, read over them, meditate, and we'll talk about them. And that's uh, your premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. There are other places where they have a robust curriculum. That's mm-hmm. like half a year. Right. I mean, part of what we did um, over, a over a decade was that we actually helped to facilitate a six-month premarital class. Mm-hmm. And part of that um, premarital class was to help you to understand that, guess what? This might not be the one for you, yeah. right. you know, mm-hmm. do it now, you know, realize that now yep. we start sending out the invitations and all those other stuff. Now you'd be like, well, I just sent out an invitation. And everything. I no, got to follow go through. Right. Exactly. They, they don't want to do that. So one of the things that um, we did was that we went through premarital counseling, but it was very high level. So what happened is, is that we didn't really have the tool. No, it was low level. Excuse me, I'm sorry, baby. It was it, <laughs> it, it, it was low level, but very as far as skim across the top. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as um, we didn't have the tools that we needed, mm-hmm. you know. And one thing that we realized is that hey, you know, Adina loved me, I loved Adina, but I was like, you know, guess what? I, I'm pretty sure that everybody else who had got a divorce loved the person that they married. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I was like, so we got to do something different. So mm-hmm. I was like, we need skills. And what would happen is that we would come to a disagreement. And we would call our pastor who had did our uh, premarital counseling. And we say, and he was on um, bivocational. So, I mean, he had a job. So we had a falling out during, you know, lunchtime. We had to wait for pastor to get off. And sometimes it might be mm. six, seven o'clock before he could come by the house. Yeah. Mm. So he would come by the house. He would sit there and he'd listen to what he had to say, whatever. And he might say, okay, uh, yeah, you was wrong. Or, you know, he might do something like that. Yeah. He would tell us which one was wrong and y'all just need to work it out. It wasn't really helpful but it was a referee he did you know have someone to listen to our issues and it was like not what we wanted yeah mm-hmm. and we came to the decision like you know what like um we can't keep doing this i was like we have to be able to resolve this between ourselves i was mm-hmm. like so we missing something i was like we got to go seek that knowledge that we need to be able to coexist in peace mm-hmm. so what happened is that um around that first year we found a local church here and they used to literally every Monday night it used to be called Monday Night Solutions. And literally it was almost like this auditorium full of people who were either getting ready to get married, were married, or was their marriage was falling apart. Mm-hmm. And they were going in there trying to get skills. Mm-hmm. And we sit down there and we was like, man, this is way different. I was like, this ain't no potluck mm-hmm. where, you know, marriage ministry and y'all just, you know, we bringing in food. Like, no, this is stuff. Like, this is communication skills. Mm-hmm. And so I remember as we started going through that stuff, one of the first things we did was we learned this thing called um, the leveling congruent position. It was literally where you sit down, you have a chair in the chair, you need to need your whole hands and you talk about something. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time, um, kind of as we started trying to use these skills, we had a disagreement and Adina was off somewhere or something. She came back and in the living room, I had two chairs facing each other. Like, we about to do this. We ain't finna mm-hmm. call nobody else. <laughs> we finna work this out. And the first time it was foreign. Cause I mean, this is the first time we did it. We kind of yeah. stumbled right. through it, yeah. but we got through it. Yeah. You know, and we were proud of that because we had a problem in our relationship. We worked it out. We didn't call each other names. We didn't have to call nobody else. It was good. So that really first year was Us, a, yeah. working on our marriage yeah, just, and just going through the classes and going through like a full, we did that for a full year. So it was, we would go to Monday night solutions every Monday night and 
I would just, because I had a degree in psychology, I was a youth counselor for uh, eight, 14 years. Um, and so I would just eat up all of the knowledge that they mm-hmm. would give us. Everything, every book the clinical director would give, I would just devour it like mm-hmm. that night. Because for us, for for both of us, all of our siblings have been divorced. <clears throat> there was no one in our family married. So marriage for me was just with rainbows and unicorns. It yeah. just not, it wasn't real. It right. was, you know, mermaids and unicorns. It was just something that was Fine. made. Of- yeah. I never saw any married couples. And so we knew that we, and that was my prayer before we got married. Lord, what will make me different from the 50% of people that are divorcing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had to build up, build that foundation. And from that, after we kept devouring all the information, doing the tips, doing the tools, that's why we're big on tools. My clinical director just said, hey, why don't y'all come work with us? Because, you know, you have the psychology background. You're basically inhaling everything I'm giving you. Mm -hmm. You're a quick study. You know, there's a position. Why don't y'all work with us? Nice. I like that. Something I want to pull out that Nick said. Mm -hmm. When you had that disagreement and Adina came home and there were the two two chairs sitting there facing each other. And the first time that you did that process, he said it was difficult. Mm -hmm. It didn't really, it wasn't smooth, but they got through it. And I like that. I think that it's important that people realize that, yes, you're going to have issues. Yes, you're going to have to work through some stuff. And it's not always going to be easy. Right. But you can get through it. Right. And if you think about it, right, if and and we say this sometimes, if you think about it, you, your life outside of marriage. We do that mm-hmm. outside of marriage. Yeah. Right. If you're in the corporate space or wherever you may find yourself, mm-hmm. if there's something that you don't know yeah. or don't know how to do, there's that there's that level of observation, training execution and feedback that mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. and it's and it's uncomfortable maybe in the beginning but as you get good at it or better at it that level of comfort grows and it's the same thing in your marriage like yeah. i think often what we do the mistake we make is that man this didn't go right didn't feel right i ain't doing it no more we must not we must not be destined to be together because this right. ain't work out right but that's that's yeah. phenomenal and you guys kind of went <laughs> You kind of took us where we were going, right? And because I was going to ask you, how did you make that transition into the space you find yourselves in now? Because now you guys are what you were going to get every Monday night. You guys are now giving. So, and, and so it sounds like at that point you were like, okay, now we can kind of partner with this entity to kind of create those tools and tips. Yeah. What... Well, I kind of want to wait till later to ask that, but I'll ask it now. Go ahead. And and we'll backtrack. So as you're working with couples, and we always ask this question to individuals that work with couples, is there something, if you had to pull out a underlying theme that you see in the couples that you work with? First of all, do you see an underlying theme? And if you do, what would that be? Go ahead. Um, I I feel like with that... um, a lot of times we see loose ends. Mm-hmm. This is what I mean by loose ends. Um, we've gone in and we've done coaching with people and literally we'll sit there and we'll start talking. And this mm-hmm. can be a couple that has been married for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And they will literally talk about stuff that happened on their honeymoon or happened at the wedding. Yep. 
And the reason why I say loose ends is that they never finish stuff. So what happens is that they continually compound unresolved issue on top of unresolved issue. So what happens is is that that's why when we stress tools, like, okay, we got to hold each other's feet to the fire. And we got to work through this thing because if we don't work through it right now, something else is going to happen. And so it's going to never be resolved. And so what's going to happen is going to just keep coming and going to keep coming. And so oftentimes you'll see that there's just this history of unresolved issues that many couples will have that's really impacting their relationship. Yeah, And we encourage couples to work out the issue at hand because for the first year of our marriage, we would have a disagreement and it would always turn into, well, your mom, Mm, (laughs) your mom mm -hmm, said mm -hmm. this, your mom doesn't like me, your mom. And so I had to realize, okay, there's another issue here because it can't go from babe, can you take out the trash till, well, your mom doesn't like me. And she said this at the wedding and blah, 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 you know, all Mm -hmm. of that. So we had to resolve that underlying issue. I think so often couples come with so many other issues, but if you get to the meat and the heart of what the real issue is and resolve that, then a lot of these other issues can be resolved easily. Yeah. That's good. That's and good. And we say that all of the time. Too, <clears throat> yeah, that's good. Is, and go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we say that all the time too, is a lot of times when all of our issues get compounded. If you peel back all of the layers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you'll see what's in the center or at the core of all of these issues. Yeah, I agree. And for those of you that are listening, that is something that you need to be mindful of, right? So if you think about, um, I'll use you as an example, babe. You've been, you haven't been feeling well, mm-hmm. right? So there's certain things that are happening. Mm-hmm. So there's been sniffling Mm -hmm. and there's been coughing Mm -hmm. and you know there's been fatigue right Mm -hmm. but the coughing is not the underlying issue yeah the fatigue is not the underlying issue the sniffling is not all three of those things are symptoms of the symptoms of something else yeah and you've been treating that right and as you treat that you begin to see some of those symptoms go away and i think that's the thing that the mistake we make sometimes in marriage is that um, something happens between me and Nisi today and we begin to try to deal with that and we're reactive in our way that we deal with that. Mm-hmm. But that is what I'm hearing you all say is that it can be just a symptom of an underlying issue and that we need to go back Discover what that that is and address that. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the big things why we are so passionate about um, engaged couples and newlyweds Mm -hmm. is that it allows you the opportunity not to get all that mess there to start with. You know, because, I mean, people who've been married for 10, 15, 20 years, you can unpack it all, but it's messy. Yes. Mm -hmm. On the front end, not, you know, getting those bad habits in regards to when you come to living with another person, it is extremely important. That's why when you ask a question about the first year, I'm thankful because, you know, the goal is for you to stay on this particular path. Right. And, you know, we notice that we start to veer off. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not easier once you notice that you're veering off to correct it by kind of hitting the steering wheel before you fall over into the ditch. Mm-hmm. Or if you fall over into the ditch, you got to get the tow truck. Yes. They're pulling you out. The bill is a whole lot more expensive than me just taking my hand and just turning the steering wheel just a little right. bit and getting things That's back good. right. So we really try to hit people early. Hey, understand, you know, people make marriage much harder than it has to be. I won't say it's easy. Right. But it's not hard as people make it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that we want to get in there and really give them that. That's what we call ourselves marriage coaches. Mm-hmm. We just want to show y'all, give y'all skills, techniques it's tools. On, and tools. It's on y'all to perform. 
Right. You know, we're going to try to coach y'all through it. You know, telling you, know, we're going to be your biggest supporters, telling you that we believe in you, that you can do it. But ultimately, we empower you to take ownership of that relationship and work it out and know that you can do it. So that's one of the big things we really focus on. I love it. That's a key word, that's too. Awesome. That's a key word. Ownership. Ownership. You mm-hmm. got to take ownership. For those of you that are listening, you have to take ownership. Think about the things. And, and we say this all the time. So folk that have who listen to the podcast have probably heard it. Us say it a million times, but if you think about your life outside of marriage, right? There's so many things that we incorporate in our lives outside of marriage that for some reason, when we get in the house and we're looking at each other, we don't do, mm-hmm. right? So we do that outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. We take ownership. We look at, we take stock in the things that are in the most important to us. And we, we make concessions and we make compromises and we set up appointments. And we do all of these things to make sure that we are intentional about creating the space for the things that are important to us outside of marriage to develop and thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What Nick and Adina just said is that they give you these tips and tools to allow you to do the same thing in your marriage. Yep. Right. But you got to take ownership the same way you do in everything else. Yeah. I love it. I agree. That is awesome. So in as it yeah. relates to Go ahead. One thing. Mm-hmm. We notice that on our jobs, we are constantly trained. Why not? Right. Why aren't we trained in life? You know, mm. they're training us every year on EEOC and yep. discrimination, everything. They're, we're constantly being trained on our job. But we get into parenting and marriage and think we know everything. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and that's not okay. In that we are constantly wanting new knowledge. We're constantly wanting other ways because what way might work for me may not work for another couple. That's mm-hmm. why we provide quite a few tools. So you can say, oh, well, I don't necessarily, this tool doesn't jive with me. Well, maybe this one will work yeah. right. because in the midnight hour, when you're at each other's throat, you can't call anybody. Who are you going to call other than God? Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to know ways to work those things out. So I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you know, that, that's good. That's, that is excellent because it is true. It is true. I, I can think about myself. This we do we go through the same training set of training uh segments and, and series every January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? To prepare you for whatever it is to to uh and, and not only just to prepare you, but to um give you any updates to provide you with any new policies and procedures, whatever it is, things that they know will be beneficial to your success with the company. Mm -hmm. So I I love it because that's a great reminder for us and for those of you that are listening. That's a great reminder that we need to be uh, continually Mm -hmm. doing those things, educating ourselves, putting ourselves in the space where we can sit with someone like Nick and Adina, putting ourselves in the space where we can read a book or go to a conference or or get these tips and tools periodically, mm-hmm. right? The same hammer that I had when we met is mm-hmm. not the same hammer I have right now. Right. I've upgraded. Mm-hmm. I've done some different things. That hammer broke. Mm-hmm. I found a situation where I needed a different kind of hammer. Yeah. You know, so you're always upgrading. You're always assessing. You're always implementing and augmenting. So that's good. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, that's good stuff. Yeah. Can I keep y'all for the next two hours? Hey, 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 hey. We done fed the kids, so I think we're good to go. We <laughs> Man, that's that's good. So let me ask you guys this, right? Um, and and I know I've been doing a lot of talking. I apologize. You're so good. Go just ahead. jump, just you know, 
kick me under the table, whatever. I'm just excited. So um, <laughs> I have I got another question for you. So you guys talked about um, you mentioned like when you're at each other's throats in the middle of the night. Right. So mm-hmm. it kind of leads me to what I was thinking about as it relates to conflict resolution. And I want to pull some trade secrets out of you guys as it relates to conflict resolution, because there there's always a going back to what you were talking about, peeling back the layers. Right. Mm-hmm. That is that tends to be a, a heavy area for a lot of us. Right. We get into these conflicts. Um, we just become reactive mm-hmm. and it just it just takes us down a rabbit hole that we don't want to go to. What would you say um, to couples that are in that space? What would be a tip that you would give them to begin the process of resolving that in a healthy way? I think for me, oftentimes I have to ask myself, um, and we do this a lot. Is it something else going on? Say Mm -hmm. for instance, we're in Florida, it gets hot. Mm -hmm. So I might be hot, hungry, Mm, (laughs) all of the above. (laughs) I could be hormonal. It could be something else going on. So oftentimes I have to evaluate myself and say, is is this something I need to deal with personally? Or is this something I need to talk with Nick about? Mm. Because he can't, you know, he can't take ownership if I'm hungry. He can't take ownership if I'm hormonal or if it's hot, he can't. I can't put that on him and that's not fair for me to. So I have to understand oftentimes, is this my issue or is this something I can deal with individually before I get snippy and gripey with him? Did I have a hard day at work? Right. You know, are the kids driving me nuts right now? Cause we're homeschooling. I mean, whatever the case may be, I have to understand me. And there are times we have literally been at Disney and it got really too hot for me. Mm-hmm. And I said, babe, in order for me to get myself together, because it's so much easier for me to get me together as opposed to me ruining the whole trip for the whole family. Because mm-hmm. as moms, we can do that in a minute. Yes. We can rule the, ru- ruin the entire trip. <laughs> so I said, babe, I need you to take the kids for 15 minutes. I'm just going to go. I'm going to throw some water on my face and I'm going to decompress because it's really hot for me right now. Yeah. So we really work hard on being honest with each other as to what is going on. And if it's an issue that he needs to deal with, he needs to be involved in. And if we do have an issue and we've snapped or said something, we're, we're quick to say, wait a minute, that was not you. I apologize. Um, you know, be ready to apologize if needed. You know, we'll tell, we'll tell each other in a minute, I put this on you and that was not on you. And I apologize. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's I love that. that. Taking ownership. Again. again, yeah, again, taking ownership. And and you said something actually that I'm I'm taking for myself. I mean, I know this is for the listeners, but I'm you said something I'm gonna take for myself. And that because it's something I think that maybe I don't do as often, or I'm just not cognizant of, everything doesn't involve Nisi. Mm. That's what I just learned from what you just said. Like some of that is just me. Mm-hmm. Like I need to get my own self together. Yeah. And maybe I need to just include her to the point where I am doing what you did, just al- just alerting her to what it is I need to do. And I'm going to take this time to do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to put her in a position where that may cause her to be reactive. Yeah. That's gold that to me. That is gold. Because really, honestly, what could Nick do about Adina being hungry? You right. know, if 
if I come to you and I'm, I'm frustrated, irritated, you know, snarly at you because I'm hungry and I expect you to do something about that, or maybe you can, you can feed me. But if I'm hormonal, you can't fix that necessarily. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we, you know, we expect our spouse to be able to fix things like that. And honestly, we do need to take ownership of stuff like that. Are, Are you apologizing to me? No. Oh, okay. Just, hey, listen, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Hey, I, I had to ask. You know what I mean? I had to, you know, yeah, it sounded know. like we were going somewhere for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Come on back. That felt so real to you, didn't it? Yeah. I, I think also another thing um, that to keep in mind around conflict is that we have to understand that conflict is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Just because you have conflict in your marriage does not mean that your your relationship is a bust. No, we all have conflict. Absolutely, the difference with yourself. Exactly. The difference is how you handle that conflict. Right. The difference between healthy marriages and unhealthy marriages are how they handle conflict. Yeah. That's, just, That's good. You can look at it, and I mean, at the end of the day, you have to realize that you know what? I still love you. You love me, but we got to work this thing out, and yeah. let's do it. You know. Was it do no harm, right? Yeah. <laughs> we gotta try to do no harm mm-hmm. in achieving a resolution like to this conflict. Mm-hmm. And I know Adina has this one thing that she says, um, like, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes in our relationships, we could be justified in the way that we feel about something. And we might be right, but ultimately would that lead to your happiness? Yes. You know, we really have to be willing to sometime, you know be the champion in the relationship or we all ain't going to be on this, you know, this high horse all the time. Sometimes yeah. we're going to slip off. We're going to be real petty about something or whatever. I mean, we just get in our feelings. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But somebody in the relationship at some point is, is great when both people are there, but at some point, at least one person got to be like, you know what, in this particular situation, I'm going to be the champion. Yeah. And, I'll come and I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make this thing right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Y'all don't pick on me because I'm drinking out this pink. Hey. Glitter <laughs> cup. I know y'all sit on <laughs> it's all good. On the podcast, y'all can't uh, see that. <laughs> I guess just the one other thing I really say about that conflict resolution is that, um, you know, we ultimately have to figure out about being, you know, right or being happy. It's about mercy and justice. Mm. That's really it. And as we think about God, I mean, wow. you know, sometimes, you know, when you had a court of law, but you, you throw yourself on the mercy of the court, right? Yeah. Now, granted, you didn't do something wrong, but hey, have mercy on me. So it's going to be times in our relationship and both of us are going to be in a situation where we can say that we the judge. It's mm. time for us to lay down the law or not. Yeah. But are we going to look for justice or are we going to look for mercy? Because at some point, we're going to both be in that seat. Yeah. And so by actually giving that mercy to that person, mm-hmm. you're actually setting a precedence in your relationship that, you know what, even when you mess up, mm-hmm. even when you do something wrong, we ain't throwing a book at you. That's I still good. love you. You still love me. We're going to decide to choose mercy <clears throat> over justice. That's huge. Huge. That's good. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying anything just because I just... I need to allow (laughs) myself and those are listening to get that. And something you said, man, that really stuck out to me in in what you just said. You said you're going to be the champion. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you how huge that is for me. Right. Because there is a there is a point in your life where you have to become self-aware enough Mm -hmm. to. Uh, put yourself aside. Wow. Yeah. Right. And where selfishness no longer plays a role in your decision making Mm -hmm. so that you can move past a certain situation where you may feel justified to be, to stand on that position, Mm -hmm. but say, I'm going to be the champion 
for your relationship. Yeah. Right. Even if it is like like I say in, in, in overcoming the man laws, even if it is to the point where you will have to take an L in order for your relationship to win. Yeah. That is a level of self-awareness and and selflessness that we should all aspire to. Mm-hmm. And then to put the icing on the cake, if you will, and say that you that self-awareness has to lead you to the place where you are now making that decision between justice and mercy. Mm-hmm. And that you're able to do it with your eyes open. Mm-hmm. To the effects that whatever choice you make will have on your relationship and knowing, at least hopefully knowing that you want your relationship to thrive, allowing that goal to be the uh, the conduit, if you will, that leads you down the path to the right, the right choice. Mm -hmm. Man, that's good. Good stuff. Yeah, very good. Y'all are the bomb. (laughs) Thank you. Man, that's good. That is good, good, good. I think that's a good place to turn a corner. Yeah. Man, that's good. Um, listen, we're gonna have to get you back, right? We'll come back as many times y'all have us. You know what? I I think, and, and the reason why I say that is because I I think I I wanna unpack that mm-hmm. that justice and mercy piece. Yeah. I think we need to do one that is just, just strictly about conflict resolution as it relates to 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 that. That's, I, huge. that's great, man. Yeah. That's great. So listen, they for those of you who are listening, right? They have if you think that that was a golden nugget. Mm-hmm, they they got a pot of gold, right? <laughs> and so in order to to dip into that pot of gold, you have to connect with them. Yes. But before we allow you to um tell us how we can connect with you, we want to play a quick game with you. It's just it's nothing you got to think about just to get to know our guest and then we'll and then we'll let you plug what what you need to plug. <clears throat> So it's called the 60 second think fast. And I'm going to ask you 10 questions. Essentially, you'll each end up answering five questions because I'm going to go back and forth between the two of you. Really easy questions, but each question has um, two. You can the choice of two. For example, what's your favorite color, red or blue? And you have to pick one of those two. And we're going to try and do it in 60 seconds. I'll alternate between the both of you. And Ollie's going to set the timer for 60 seconds, and we're going to try and finish in within that time. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Nick and Adina, That's you ready? ready? Ready. Okay, Adina, I'm going to start with you. See the movie or read the book? Read the book. Nick, summer or winter? Summer. Adina, morning person or night owl? Night owl. Nick. Small town or big city? Small town. Adina, car or truck? Car. Nick, gym or outdoor exercise? Outdoor exercise. Adina, tropical island or ski resort? Tropical. Nick, action movie or comedy? Comedy. Adina, baseball or football? Football. Last one, Nick. Try a new dish or play it safe? Mm, I'll try new dish. Good. Cool. They had a ton of time to spare. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, they, just, <laughs> they were just rattling off the answers. Right. <laughs> awesome. No, I, I, I had to look at uh, well, Family Feud all the time. So I'm like, this is like, this is like Family Feud. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love that game show. Hey, good stuff. Good stuff. Listen, we are very appreciative mm-hmm. of you taking out this time 
have mm-hmm. this conversation with us. It was it was um, it was enlightening. It was yeah. beneficial. I know that individuals who are listening were blessed by it, and I say this a lot in these conversations. This is not a just press play, go to the end, and go about your business. Right? You're going to have to go back and watch and and listen to this. Take notes. Um, take notes, and and start to. Something, a mistake we make often is we hear stuff and we're like, oh, man, that's good. That's a word. Mm-hmm. But then we don't do nothing. Right. Afterward. <laughs> yes, it's a word, but that word needs to now be incorporated. incorporated. You need to plant that seed yeah. so that it can it, it can grow fruit in your mm-hmm. life. And so I hope that you all that are listening will do that. Now, before we let you go, we got to know how to get a hold of you. We got to know how to to connect with you so we can get some more of these words of wisdom. So let us know how we can reach you. Before we do that, I want to give you one trade secret. Absolutely. We'll take as many as you want, as you want to give. (laughs) (laughs) We encourage couples to have a goal, a Mm. plan, something you want to do in the future with this person. Mm. Because oftentimes if we don't see a future with that person or don't have plans with them, then oftentimes we can walk away easily. Mm. Like we're, we're working on Nick retiring in the next five years. Okay. So, so we have a a goal in mind. We have a future plan and we see that we we're already planning what we're doing after retirement. You know, we're looking at all of those things. We're writing the vision and making it plain. So we, every year, the first of the year, we have a goal meeting for that year and for the next few years. Mm-hmm. And so we encourage couples to do that. Yeah, at a subconscious level, even though you might not necessarily say it, but when someone says, you know what, in 10 years, we're going to buy our, our RV, we're going to ride up and down. Yeah. You're planning to season that person. Like, you know what, in a decade, this person still sees themselves with me. Yeah. So when we do this little thing, mm-hmm. I ain't really worried about them running off calls. Guess what? Mm-hmm. We still got to pick out this RV. You know, or in 20 years, they're talking about how, you know, we got to make sure, you know, I can't, I got to get in shape. Cause in 20 years, I'm walk my daughter down the aisle when she get, mm-hmm. you know, and we're going to be there. We're going to be crying. You mm-hmm. are. Sh- Vision. Sick. Yeah. They know what I see myself with you till death do us part. And that's really what we want people to know that, Hey, you know what? It's, it's me and you against the world. That's what we mm-hmm. tell people all the time. You no, know, I like, we team Johnson all day and it's, we against the world, but guess what? We're going to win. You know, I you just really that. have to have that mentality that you can do it. Yeah. And ultimately Fantastic. that's what we want to do. We want to empower people all day. As you know, I don't care if your mama didn't get married, your brother and sister might get got divorced mm-hmm. are completely a different animal. And you can do what you believe you can do. And we believe in you. We just need you to believe in yourself as much as we believe in you. Wow. If you do that, you'll be able to do it. I love that. That's and good. this is a really great time to do that because by the time this airs, it's going to be the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect time to sit down with your spouse Indeed. and map out these goals and map out these plans for your relationship. Excellent. Excellent. Indeed. Excellent. Man, that's gold. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for that. Now, listen, they've been dropping trade secrets throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you got to catch them. Yeah. You got to write them down. And I love that creating a vision. And what I love about what you said, and then I, I promise I will stop talking so that you can plug what you have, what you guys are doing. What I love about that is you spoke to the psychology behind uh, the importance of doing that. Mm-hmm. Because as as we create this vision and this goal, mm-hmm. what I am essentially saying to you, yes, we're talking about the RV and we're talking about getting in shape. But what I am essentially saying to you is that I see myself with you. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. good. That's excellent, guys. 
That's good. That's good. How 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 can we how how can we connect with you to get more of that? Yeah. Go ahead. We have Nick and Adina on Facebook. Our Facebook page is Nick and Adina, and our YouTube channel is Nick, and that's N I K A N D A D I N A H. It's awesome. Nick and Adina. No C, just N I K. Nice. And and of course that will be in 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 the uh show description so that you can um get a hold of them. Listen, these this couple, this beautiful couple is a wealth of knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Authors, psychology professor, mm-hmm. youth counselor, marriage coaches. I mean, this they've been doing this for 20 years, yeah. over 20 years. Yeah. So we tried to cram as much of that 20 years <laughs> into this a little bit of time <laughs> as, we could, as we could. But in order for you to continue to get those nuggets of wisdom, you must Go and follow them. Mm-hmm. You must. Thank you so much, Nick and Adina. We are. Thank you for your time. We love Plus it. my book, Butterfly Blue, is on Amazon. Butterfly yes. Blue. We'll make sure we put that in there as well. Make sure that you pick up that that book, Butterfly Blue. And we didn't even get a chance to talk about that. Can, do you want to give us a quick? Tell us what it's yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Tell us. Yeah. Now, don't give us the whole thing now. Because I want people it. to buy the book. Yeah. Well, in <laughs> my book, Butterfly Blue, it's the pain of infertility and the power of forgiveness. Mm. So wow, the that's power of long, forgiveness. Yes. I had to really go through a, a major forgiveness process. And forgiveness is, is a process. Mm. And I think it's so important that we understand that. So this just chronolo- chronicles my experience with that and how we you know, struggle to have our children. Man, that's good. You, you, we're gonna post you a, that. I'm about to say you, you and Adina may need to do. Yeah, a I was special gonna say we're going to post. Um, I want to post that book on our on our page. Okay, that's that's good. That's yeah, that's good. good. And yeah. I I will reach out to you, Adina, because I want to do like a series of women's session with just women, and I would okay. definitely like to have you on there and talk about your your um journey that's excellent listen we committing y'all to stuff that y'all haven't said yes to you know we just in, in faith in faith we're gonna give y'all we're gonna give y'all five blank yeses okay, okay. <laughs> so how many yes. how many have we used already <laughs> y'all do whatever y'all want to with them yeses they hey own. man we we love it love man we, we really appreciate you guys thank you so much for your time thank you for just for pouring out what you poured out you know that that was great yeah. it was beneficial we thank god for you we pray god's blessing on everything that you do everything that you touch as you pour out we pray that god will pour back in uh tenfold to overflow um, to you guys and, and your and your family thank you thank you blessings to you on this thank new you. year and yeah. everything that god allows you to touch absolutely This has been another episode of Trade Secrets. Make sure you visit www.denali.org for more engaging content and for other ways to connect with Oliver and Denise. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share this episode. Until next time, God bless.